podcast. Time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in hour number two of the program here on Tuesday morning. And last night after I wrapped things up at the uh, at the North Providence Union Free Library. Well, so again, as I mentioned earlier, it was featured on the show Kindred Spirits because the library is said to be haunted. And uh, my friend Stephanie is the librarian over there. I first met her when she was the librarian in West Warwick. And uh, she brought me in there to speak. And we did a little mini ghost hunt in that library. But she was always telling me like, oh, the library that I used to work at in North Providence has so much activity. And then she ended up going back there to being to become the director. And so uh, if you watch the episode of Kindred Spirits, you know that one of the spirits that is supposedly in that library is that of former North Providence Mayor Sal Mancini. And they actually have a bust of Sal Mancini. And this is like a color, full color bust, very lifelike of Sal Mancini. And so uh, when the presentation was over last night, of course, I had to go down and take a, a selfie with him. And we opened up Echo Vox and we tried to see if we got a little something. We didn't have much time because, you know, the library was closing. It had been a long day for the staff. But uh, I'm definitely going to go back there and, and, and poke around some more. But if you haven't been there, they have the Rhode Island History Room that has all kinds of Rhode Island history in it. So definitely worth checking out. Tonight, I will be in Bridgewater at the Bridgewater Public Library talking about Ghosts of the Bridgewater Triangle. Always love talking about the Bridgewater Triangle in Bridgewater because I usually walk out of there with people telling me a few stories I've never heard before. So it should be pretty good. It starts at 6 o'clock. If you want to come out, it is free. There is no registration needed to take part in this event tonight. Uh, tomorrow night, I have a rare night off. And then Thursday night, I will be in Sandwich. That event is not only full, but they have a pretty big waiting list too. Uh, and then also on Friday afternoon at 2 p.m., I will be in Brockton at the Brockton Public Library for an afternoon discussion on the Bridgewater Triangle. And then on Saturday, I will be speaking at 1130 in the morning at the Holbrook Public Library about the Bridgewater Triangle. So if these nighttime ones are a little bit too late for you and you don't mind a little bit of a ride from the area here, you can see me in Brockton on Friday afternoon or Holbrook on Saturday morning. And the good thing about going to Holbrook on Saturday morning, that means I can probably get over to Linwood for lunch afterwards, right? Have a bean special before I head home or as much of a bean special as I can eat. See, that's the day after I take my, I take my shot Friday night, my Monjaro. So I'm not going to be hungry at all on Saturday. So I figure I'll just go order the bean special, have a slice or two, and then bring the rest home. And then everybody here loves it when I bring it in on Monday and reheat it for lunch. Because you want to smell the reheated bean pizza and then whatever happens after I eat it. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Let's go to the app chat messages. We were talking about these transit-oriented districts that are being proposed for around the New Bedford train stations. And the idea of this would be a, a kind of a self-contained neighborhood where you don't need to own a vehicle because you're using the, the, the rail service 
to get to and from work. You're utilizing public transportation here in the city to get around, to go to where you need to go. And there would be a lot of little businesses around you that would be able to fulfill your needs. And people are dumbfounded by this idea. Like this is, this is how the city was built. Like this is how most cities were built in having these neighborhoods where a lot of people didn't own a car and didn't ever have to leave the neighborhood. Now, the reality of that is in 2023 New Bedford, that's not the case anymore. But there are a lot of folks that live in, say, the near north end or in the south end in some of these densely populated neighborhoods where they don't own a car. They walk to all the stores that are around them for what they need. And if they need to go beyond that, they take the bus. When they go to work every day, they take the bus. And so it, it, it does happen. It does work. The only difference is the folks who live in these neighborhoods would likely also be utilizing the commuter rail service. But in order to build these districts the way that they want to build them and as densely populated as they want to make them with as much available housing, they need to have a variance that's on the restriction, on the rule rather, that requires there to be two parking spaces for every residence. And so that's what they were looking for. There's new, new, new Bedford Lights Grace Ferguson has a great article where she details all of the issues here and the ZBA's reaction to it. And so if you are someone who believes in, you know, having those, those stronger neighborhoods, this is one way to get them. But the question then becomes, how feasible is that? Will people say, yes, we will only have one vehicle and then move in there. And the next thing you know, somebody's got a second car that they're trying to park. But I do think and I will argue, and it's not the ZBA's purview to regulate parking in the rest of the city. That would be the traffic commission, the police department the city council having some input, but I, I would argue that, that maybe they need to take a look at some of the other neighborhoods and see what's going on with the parking situations there because there are a lot of people who, who can't park. They come home from work, they can't get a parking space. So there's parking issues already in the city, but this would just exacerbate that in some people's eyes. So uh, we have a couple of app chat messages that, that I want to read. Uh, Not Bad in Oak Bluff says, Good morning, Tim. Transit-oriented developments will work better than most want to believe. Getting a driver's license used to be a sign of burgeoning independence for America's teens. That may not be the case anymore. A recent transportation study reported that 16- and 17-year-olds are driving much less than their predecessors. And, I mean, I've seen some of those stats too. I, I don't know how much of that is that those kids are just unmotivated at that age to get their license because they don't, they don't need it. And then would it become, you know, when they're, when they're 20 years old, do they want to get their license? See, here's the thing. When I was 16, I couldn't wait to get my license because my parents didn't bring me anywhere I wanted to go. There were five kids in my family and they weren't about to sign everybody up for all kinds of stuff and have to go in 50 different directions. So if I wanted to be in the drama club after school, I had to find my own ride home. Because my mom wasn't, gonna, all my siblings are younger than me. She wasn't going to pack four kids in the car, drive down to the high school, pick me up, and then come home when I only lived a mile and a half away from the high school. I could walk or I could find somebody else that would drop me off. So I couldn't wait to get a car 
when I was when I turned 16 because then I could have that independence. But we live in a different world now where kids don't even have to take the bus to school anymore. Their parents will drop them off because the kid doesn't want to ride the bus or because the parent doesn't want them on the bus. So the kids don't have that sense of independence. Why would you? Why would you need to get a car when mom or dad drives you everywhere you want to go? And you don't have to worry about paying for gas or paying for insurance or any of that stuff. But Jeff in Fall River takes the opposite view. He says, good morning, Tim. Living in a premium rate community doesn't help the individuals with low income who are struggling to find an apartment in this area. I am against this idea. Well, part of the argument is that it, it would help because there are people that live in some of the more affordable apartments right now that would go and move into some of these transit-oriented districts. This is the argument that's, that's made. So, you know, there's right now there's a young professional who is making pretty decent money but is paying $800 a month for a, a one-bedroom apartment or a two-bedroom apartment uh, somewhere in the south end or the north end because they, they can afford more, but that's what they could find for an apartment. Some of these other places have waiting lists, so you could move into a, a place that normally would have to go to somebody that is looking for that price range. So the idea that that person could move into one of these TODs, but then the other part of it is people say, well, isn't the point of that to bring people from Boston? And I, I don't know that that's exclusively the case. I mean, I can say this. I don't think Kate Robinson would mind me saying this, but when Kate worked here, you know, she lived in a pretty affordable apartment in the near North End that could have probably gone to a small family. She could have probably afforded to pay a little bit more somewhere else, but she couldn't find a place somewhere else. When she moved here, that was all that she could find. So I think that if you do have other options for people who can afford it, then it'll free up some of those more affordable units for people who can't. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in on that. Uh, you can also you know, call in and chime in on anything. Uh, one thing that I do want to point out, I do have an article up at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app, but I just want to address it on the air. I want to thank the callers who recommended not only... Uh, Shopping at Gifts to Give at the thrift store, but also donating to Gifts to Give. A few people have brought it up. And then when I was in here in the studio having a conversation with Marcus and Chris and, uh, and counselor-at-large Naomi Carney, we were talking about, I was saying, you know, I'd, I'd wanted to donate the clothes that I was now too small for. I wanted to donate those to some of the migrants that were coming in. But I was thinking, I don't think that there's a lot of these migrants who need Forex clothing. It's just not their, it's not their culture. And at least from, you know, what I knew of the people that were coming in, there wasn't a lot of people that were looking for Forex clothing. I know I could have donated it to those charities that are helping them and they would have filtered it out to the people that do need it. It wasn't like they were going to throw them away. But I also figured why put that burden on them if, you know, it had to go to somebody else anyway. So it was recommended to me by a number of people, including Counselor Carney, to bring it down to Gifts to Give. So I made a donation on, uh, on Columbus Day, actually. And I took all the clothes that I was wearing recently, you know, the most, without digging through all my drawers and closets, I took all the ones that were like the stuff I would wear every day and 
brought it down and donated it. So now somebody else can get use out of it. My clothes are in pretty good shape because I buy, you know, decent clothes and I don't really wreck them. So, you know, somebody's going to get some use out of them. It's not like they're stained up or ripped up or anything. And the important thing for me is now they're out of my house. So I won't think to myself, well, at least if I, uh, if I gain weight back, I, I have the clothes to wear. Like now I'm going to have to go out and buy all new clothes again if I gain weight. And I don't want to do that because it's hard to find clothes that are that size. And then uh, I went back on the suggestion of a couple of callers to the thrift shop that they run there on Saturdays. And I walked out of there with a bunch of clothes, good quality clothes, name brands, most of it new or some of it mostly new. Sorry, let me say this correctly. Most of it seemed to be mostly new. Some of it actually was new with tags. And I got a like nine shirts and a couple pairs of pants and a pair of jeans and a package of socks and all. And I paid 70 bucks for all of it. And I was saying to the woman that was ringing me up, you know, now that I don't have to shop in the the big and tall section and I don't have to go up there and look for the clearance stuff because I'm too cheap to pay what it actually costs. I realized like a pair of pants and a shirt might cost 70 bucks. Like jeans are not cheap anymore. I remember getting jeans at the Levi's outlet for 25, 30 bucks a pair. Now a pair of Levi's is 70 bucks. I remember back in the days that I was buying my Levi's at the outlet and I would say to my friends who were going into Macy's or Marshall, uh, J.C. Penn, what, no, what was the other one? Filene's. They were going into those stores and dropping 70, 80 bucks on a pair of jeans. What are you, crazy? But now that's what they cost, just regular jeans. You know, unless you're going to go to Walmart and get Faded Glory or even the Wranglers are like 30 bucks over there. So I was just blown away by the quality, by the great stuff that they had and knowing that all the money that I spent there goes back to helping people through that program. So check out that article at WBSM.com and on the app. It has all the information about when you can visit the thrift shop and um, all the work that they do over there. So you can check that out and maybe make a donation yourself. Just don't go on Saturday and beat me to all the great deals. That's all that I ask. Right now I'm in a, a, a double XL shirt, size 40 42 pants, depending on, you know, what kind it is. Um, but I need the short, short inseam. I'm only a, a 29 and I prefer actually less than that if I can find it, but it's hard to find it because, you know, adult men have longer legs than me. If you see those, just leave them on the shelf till I get there. But everything else, have at it. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, let's take a break. We'll be back in a few moments.
today. No, really, what's it like outside? Such a beautiful day, such a beautiful day. I think I'll wear my brand new neck shade. I don't have a change my mind. I haven't ever All right, well, uh... Monty Coppola. Not a lot of people remember a Monty Coppola, but that's a great song. And, uh, of course, anything that samples Donovan is uh, going to be a favorite in my book. 508-996-0500. That's the number to call in and join in the discussion. We'll continue this after the news. And, you know, I'm somebody, too, who doesn't get into the whole National Day calendar thing. I don't know. I just think a lot of it's just made-up stuff. But today is, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry I missed out on yesterday. Yesterday was probably two of my favorite days combined. National Boston Cream Pie Day and National Horror Movie Day. I mean, I would have loved to have just chilled out in front of a horror movie with uh, Boston Cream Pie. I'm going to be watching Poltergeist soon in my in 4K because that's become my new annual October tradition. But today is, you know, it's National Bologna Day, but it's also National Food Day. So I'm just going to throw the question out there. What is your favorite food? Last night, I had one of my favorite foods for dinner. On my way home from the North Providence Library, stopped at Onlyville, New York system, and had a couple of hot wieners and a coffee milk. So if you've never had one of those, you got to go and ask for it all the way. Do you like do you like uh, do you like hot dogs, Ariel? I do. Do you have you ever had the hot dogs at Onlyville, New York system? I shouldn't call them. They they get mad if you call them hot dogs. They're wieners, hot wieners. No, I haven't had. I was just talking about wieners the other day um, with my friends. But this I this could used be to an HR them. incident if you're not careful. <laughs> the the hot dog, the hot dog wieners, but I haven't had one in a very long time. So you got to go to Onlyville. It's 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 in Providence, okay. and what they do is they. The, the, the guy will put like all the buns on his arm. He has a he has a plastic sleeve on, but he'll put the buns across his arm. He'll put the hot dogs in the mall. I'm sorry, the wieners in the mall, and he'll load them up with all the topics toppings. You get it all the way. It's got like onions, mustard, this meat sauce, celery salt. So good. It looks like a disaster. It looks like a mess, but it's delicious. And you got to wash it down with a coffee milk. It's it's actually Guy Fieri's favorite place to eat. And, uh, and Alton Brown, these guys from the Food Network. So, you know, if they like it, it's got to be pretty good. That's true. And it's cheap. <laughs> and they're open true. pretty much all the time. So it's a good deal. All right. Well, speaking of uh, open all the time, the news never takes a, a break. And neither does Ariel. She's got all the headlines of the day for us. Two more hostages have been freed by the Palestinian militant groups Hamas. Hamas said Monday's release of two elderly Israeli women was based on humanitarian grounds, but Israeli Israeli officers say it was only an attempt to delay a possible ground invasion. Their release follows that of two American hostages, a mother and daughter from Illinois, on Friday. Israeli officials report Hamas is still holding more than 200 people as fighting between the two sides continues. U.S. forces will be postured appropriately in the Middle East over concerns the war between Israel and Hamas could escalate into a wider conflict. That's what National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told reporters today. He said there's been an uptick of rocket and drone attacks by Iranian-backed proxy groups against military bases housing U.S. personnel in Iraq and Syria. The House is hearing from eight candidates from for speaker as the race enters a third week. A speaker forum was held Monday night to hear from those who filed to run with an internal election today. Pennsylvania Representative Dan Muser dropped out Monday night. An off-duty pilot is facing 83 counts of attempted murder for allegedly trying to crash an Alaska Airlines flight. The airline says a flight from 
Everett, Washington to San Francisco on Sunday, operated by Horizon Air, diverted to Portland due to the incident. Police say suspect Joseph Emerson was sitting in the flight deck jump seat and tried to pull the fire extinguisher handles to shut off the engines. He was overwhelmed by the flight crew and remains behind bars. New developments in the 2002 sniper shootings that terrorized the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Lee Boyd Malvo appeared in a Maryland court yesterday by video. The hearing was about his resentencing and how he'll be transferred from a Virginia prison to Montgomery County, Maryland. And gymnastics icon Mary Lou Retton is back home recovering after a severe case of pneumonia. The five-time Olympic medalist had been in intensive care fighting for her life. Her daughter McKenna Lane Kelly announced Monday that Retton is doing better but has a long road ahead. And the cost of Halloween candy is up 13% this year. More from Brian Shook. That's according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor and a UCLA supply chain expert. Candy is more expensive due to the rising costs of ingredients and labor. The average U.S. household is expected to spend about $35 on candy this year, up from $30 in years past. I'm Brian Shook. In sports, the Bruins are on the verge of tying a franchise record. Boston will have the chance to match the start of the 1937-38 season when it visits the Chicago Blackhawks tonight at United Center, and they are seeking their sixth straight victory to begin the year. The Patriots are flying high after earning their second win of the season. New England will be looking to earn back-to-back victories for the first time this year when it visits the Miami Dolphins this week. And the Pats played the Dolphins in the second game of the season at Gillette Stadium, but fell. 24-17. New England is currently last in the AFC East. And the Celtics are gearing up for the start of the regular season. Boston will open the year against the New York Knicks tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden. The Celtics have made several key changes to the roster since losing in the Eastern Conference Finals. And the Celtics also acquired Kristaps Porzingis and Drew Holiday while losing Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, and Grant Williams. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Chilly start this morning, 30s for some, therefore frost advisory through 9 a.m. for northwest Providence County. We're going to see those temperatures rebound nicely as we head into the afternoon hour with plenty of sunshine and temperatures in the 60s overnight dry in the 40s for tomorrow, 60s for some, 70s for others. Sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Errol Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Stream WBSM live crystal clear with one touch. The WBSM app. In 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. 
What's shaking, Playboy? What's going on, Lamone? How you doing? How are you? Do you like Tool? Do I like what? The band the band Tool. Uh, no, I'm not really a fan. Well, this, you, you know how they have like sober. Do you ever heard that song, Schism? Yes. There's, a, you will hear a really great cover, uh, Elephant Revival. The girl that's releasing her name is Bonnie. Listen to her thing. Write this down, Elephant Revival. I don't have to write it down. I can, listen, I can listen back on the podcast. But yes, I will write it down. Okay, that'll be nice. And you said Elephant so, um, Revival? Yes. Okay. And so, and it's like, do you remember, um, so I heard you talk about the what, what do I like to eat? Well, I like to eat a lot of things. But if, as far as like, you know, maybe, maybe let's say some, like maybe some pancakes, sausage, eggs, you know, you didn't, now I don't want to go, you know, so it's just like, you know, I, I'm carnivore, you know, head to foot, head to, head to heel. And so what I like, I, oh, I like eat some big pork chops, I'm like, oh, geez, oh, pork chops and apricots, you know, but I'm, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. So yeah, that would be delicious. I bet you, I, or oh, I, I remember having one big shot. Well, this was so long ago. You know, I like fat on my meat too. You know? I like, I, I don't like it all skin. I like, I like fat on my meat. It was, just, you know, like how they have the, the, the hat, the hatchet. You know, the, 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 the hatchet oh, kind of like the tomahawk. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was only had like those big like that. And it was delicious. I like my fried. It was like fried, you know, like you know, cup like milk, like deep like fried, you know, with with the, with the bread. And, you my know, my, the, my uh, birth my milk. birthday is still like three months away, and I'm already planning my birthday dinner. I'm gonna go get a tomahawk steak from the butcher shop and try to take that bad boy on all by myself. Now, do you think you can try to take it on the plane here? What? No, I don't know about that. My so you, you've got November. all you've got all those great buffets out there, Lamone. Do they do, do they have good food on those buffets, or is it all just kind of like blah, whatever? But it's cheap. A lot of them have really good food, and it's like a lot of things. It's like you know, sometimes I like to, personally. I like to get I like to get a boost. Okay, you know, I, I like I like I told you, I, you can't never date a girl that doesn't have a buffet purse. That's another good. <laughs> the buffet purse is a requirement for dating. Yes. 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 So even if you have to borrow it from somebody, well, let me have to carry a person there. Because I'm like, I'm not going to be ashamed to carry a person. You know, I'll bring bags. Oh, geez. No, but I don't carry a backpack. I'm not a, you know, a purse kind of guy. So just not even, not even a man bag, you know. Just, yeah, I'm not even a fanny pack fella, you know. Throwing it out there. And it's like, that would be delicious. So, so you, did you like Daniel Kosh? Uh, yeah, he was all right. He's going to be coming back on television here. So, um, you know, he's just here in town. And uh, had a little bad talk with him. You know, uh, they took it, uh, they counted him on Central, which is preposterous. That is, the, that is the most, the second best, well, third longest running show to have inside South Park and um, the Daily Show. And so it was like, they should have kept him on there because that was, you know, that like Rob and Big started behind it, trying to cut off that, all these other things. Yeah, um, I, I, like, I like him better. We're kind of going off the rails here. I'm having a little trouble hearing you oh. with your phone this morning, Lamone. You, you, oh, you only climbed halfway up the pole this morning. Well, I'm just like, I'm just like swinging. I'm just swinging around. There you go. Yeah, the higher well, up you get, the I'm better just, it sounds. I'm yeah, there you go. Is that better? Oh, hello. I, 
I'm top of the world over looking down on creation and the only explanation I can find is the love that I found ever since you've been around. Spooky South Cove got me sitting on top of the world. <laughs> tripping. So yeah, I, I like to send a little shout out to, to a friend named Kathy in the, in the Wicked World. Pulling it out there. But yeah, I would think it would be really nice to do something, you know, for your group, for your group, what, like for Christmas, you know, the listeners. Mm-hmm. Do you, you have any plans for them for Christmas? Yeah, we'll we'll have some Christmas stuff going. I would think that would be nice. I was I think it would be nice, you know, since prices are so inexpensive these days for flying from there to here. Maybe maybe like uh somebody could win like like a group of people could win like tickets or show here and if they fly here, you know, something like that. Maybe it's still be around Christmas time. So, you know, I'm thinking like well, they shouldn't be bringing all their money to gamble. They got kids, Christmas but still, whatever. Well, they should come out here and enjoy themselves. And I'm thinking, what what kind of shows I could get tickets for that that you guys could possibly do? To, you know, to having people come out here, which I'll have the tickets for them if they're going to come. Well, don't don't Donnie and Marie do a Christmas show out there? Or is that not every year? You know, they, I, I think well, somebody come there. Oh, they tour with that. Thirteen days ago. Yeah, no, they they they're here. They're here. Do you remember that song uh, that Donnie 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 had back in the nineties? Remember the whole it? I'm your sole provider, sole provider, whatever it is. I just remember, remember Soldier of Love. It, that's it. And he sounded like a black guy. Everybody thought it was a black guy. And I remember playing that. And I knew who it was. They didn't want anybody to know who it was. But I was playing that on on, eight, on the radio, on the only black station in the state of Nevada, KCB. Pulled out the April one. So, yeah. Just thought it, so when I did that, I mean, people were like, oh, that sounds good. And so I didn't tell anybody who it was. So, oh, yeah, I'll play it again for you. But yeah, and it's like that was back when people called and they would get their, their request, you know, instead of having to worry about the if it's not on the playlist, it's not get played today. Like they do all the, all the other stations nowadays across the nation, across the world. As a matter of fact, that's a terrible thing. You know, I remember when I used to go to work. You know, I'd bring bring records with me. I bring out like those couple of milk crates and their records to bring out the music to go on that film show, and I would have I always had. Ending songs, all the beginning songs. I might play uh, Summer Breeze. No, no. No. I, I'm just going to hold you there, Lamone, because uh, your phone's fading out, and i got to take a break. So you have a great day. Oh. And well, you break carefully, and I hope and, everybody has a great day out there. All right. Thank you, sir. So you're doing a show Saturday? Uh, that is the plan, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be here. Is Matt going to be there? Uh, I believe he will be, yeah. He was just at an event last week, but I think he'll be back this week. Wouldn't that be crazy if I if I was a mysterious guest there? You had under under hood and stuff like that. Lamona, if, if if you oh, show up you here, if you show up here at the studio, we will give you the entire two hour show to yourself. Yeah, right. Well, that one people might come up and start honking the horn, <laughs> banging on the not, windows, not again. looking for autographs. Like, I, sure. It's like I'm a I'm like the beetle all all brown and rolled L- up in bun. Listen, November yeah. November twenty first, that might be the date of our listener get together here in New Bedford. So if you can make it here November twenty first, I'll give you all the details. You can you can surprise all the listeners and they can meet Lamone from Las Vegas. That would be wonderful. I think your your listeners would enjoy it. I think I would enjoy it too. With such wonderful, beautiful, smart, intelligent people out there you have out there. All right. Unlike other people, other like like people in uh, New Jersey, like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to hold you there, Lamode. You have a great day, and uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments.
and welcome back in. That's a song that you really want to have a good pair of headphones to listen to. And there's a lot going on in that song, audibly and spatially. But anyway, the best part, of course, is uh, when it goes, James Brown. And in the video, it's a cartoon dog saying it. When, uh, when my son was younger, we used to watch music videos every night because there was a show on MTV Classic. They had like an 80s show and a 90s show and... I would watch that and just kind of fast forward through the videos and that's how I would unwind it at, at the end of the night. And I was trying to teach him about music. It didn't work because he doesn't really care about music these days. But we would play that and every time it would come on, he'd, you know, he'd dance around and go, James Brown. I mean, he was like four or five. Now he's 19. I don't think he would do it now. So anyway, <laughs> this coming Sunday, I know it's crazy, right? It's crazy to think that the Patriots could be able to knock off the Dolphins, but nobody gave them a chance against the Bills either, right? This Sunday, the Patriots visit the Miami Dolphins. Kickoff here on WBSM is at 1 p.m. That means that the pregame starts at 10 a.m. The New England Patriots, all season long, all the Patriots action is here on WBSM, and it's brought to you by Shooting Supply, by Primacare, and by D&J Enterprises. So you can catch the game this coming Sunday, 1 p.m., 10 a.m. pregame, see if the Patriots can knock off the Dolphins and put themselves in position to actually be in the mix for the AFC East crown, at least for, for a week or so. 508-996-0500. We've been talking about these. Uh, there's a New Bedford Light article about whether or not there will be transit-oriented districts in New Bedford, what that would mean if the ZBA is willing to give a variance to allow for these uh, these buildings to be... these. Uh, Housing units to be constructed without the required two parking spaces for every residence. So we can talk more about that. I also threw out there that today is National Food Day. As much as I don't really get involved in all these national days, I think a lot of morning shows, they like, you know, get excited about that and push that. Um, to me, some of them are worth it. Some of them just feel like it's a forced day just to have something. And every na every day is like four or five different national days for something. So, you know, we'll focus on the important ones, like today, National Food Day, for all of the folks that say, all Weisberg talks about is food. All he ever writes about is food. Well, I've got a food article coming your way a little bit later on today that you're going to want to check out. But, yes, I do write a lot about food, and I do talk a lot about food because I know that you, the audience, care about food. As I've mentioned before, we have data that shows us what people are interested in reading and talking about, and that data overwhelmingly suggests that this area loves to, to read about, to talk about food. So uh, today is National Food Day, and I want to know what is your favorite food. My outright favorite is probably a good, good piece of prime rib. I think that's probably my favorite thing to eat. I'm also a big fan of steamed clams, you know, steamers. Uh, I love Chinese food, especially coming from the Kowloon. But there's a lot of great places around here, too. So, yeah, those are some of my favorites. Uh, my favorite Italian dish is always going to be chicken or veal parm. I know it's not very creative, but it's always going to be my favorite. So, what's yours? Uh, you know, just a little fun conversation here in the morning. We can talk about the serious issues, too. And uh, what I'm going to do right now, though, is I'm going to take my final break of the hour, and we'll be back in just a few moments. <laughs>
classes. I got a crazy teacher, he wears dark glasses. Things are going great, and they're only getting better. I'm doing alright, getting good grades. The future's so bright. I gotta wear shades. I gotta wear shades. And welcome back in. I asked what your favorite food is for National Food Day. And uh, Skeddy in New Bedford sent in an app chat message. Good morning. I love, love, love prime rib. I can do some good damage to one. Yeah, I actually, uh, the last time I had prime rib was at the uh, Tavern on Main in Chapachet last month when I was there for the Ocean State Paracon. This thing was so big, it took me three days to finish it. I had some the night at the restaurant, and then the next two nights I had a piece of it for dinner reheating it in the air fryer and man it was fantastic and it was like 32 bucks for the whole meal so it's uh three days worth of food for 